Boom. TK. What a monumental day this is. What a monumental day this is. Oh my gosh. I'm excited, Daryl. What do I what do I do? I don't know. I mean, we may not have to do anything. We may not have to do anything. Today. I think we just do what we normally do. What's new with you? What about your deals? What's, what's going on with the deals, Daryl? Are, oh are there deals on God. the table? Are there deals on the desk? What's going on? Uh, there's a lot of deals on the desk. There's not too many that I would say are on the table. There's one that's, uh, well, looked like it was making a lot of progress, but I told you somebody, I shouldn't laugh. That's horrible, TK, that I laughed because the next words out of my mouth are just horrible. <laughs> but Let's start uh, again. <laughs> start. Yeah. Edit uh, guy. Edit, edit out the laugh. Well, so 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 somebody died, and uh, that obviously put a wrench in things. And uh, somebody else went on a cruise, so that uh, you know that didn't help things. So you know, I think I said it last time. It's like as soon as I think everything's coming together, it'll start falling apart, and then uh, you know I'll mm-hmm. do my best to keep it together, and then we'll see what happens. And it'll just be that for a while, more than yeah. likely. I mean. If you've ever tried to wrangle six of anything, TK. Yes. It's just not easy. Children, goats, ants, like real anything. estate sellers. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's it's a tough show. I was now, talking to a guy. I was yeah. talking to a guy who's got a bunch of projects. He's got like, he does like two, three hundred uh townhouse units and stuff like that in like Paris, Ontario, and mm-hmm. a few other places that I've never been to. And um, so he was telling me so that they got they got everything sold. They had sold prior to the big price run up. So they had definitely, um, uh, you know, protection, insulation from people not closing. Right. Because the appraisals were coming in and all that kind of stuff. So he had, he had one project that there was everything except for five closed. And those five were assignments, which I want to talk about today with you. So they were like the original purchasers. They all closed. But five people had assigned it to someone else at a higher price. And then those appraisal values didn't come through. Um, and then another one, he had one not close. Um, that was also an assignment as well, too, that someone had flipped the contract. Are but they for the most part? Are they assigning them at a higher price or are they assigning yeah, them yeah, for yeah, a yeah. fee? They assigned it at a higher price, like in the peak. So they bought pre and then he, and then long story short, as I'm trying to get at is uh you know he's he's done well so his projects have, have completed and, and he's obviously got a few extra of those units that didn't close he says he's not getting a peep nobody's even you know calling him about him so that they're, they're they're just not moving but he was like i'm waiting for the deals he's like i i know that there are land guys out there right now developers who have put in a lot of money and time into these projects and they will not be able to move forward yeah. He says, and there's guys who the financing and everything like that will not come through. That's why some of the guys are trying to launch and sell right now because they want to get a certain percentage sold so that they can get financing to just basically keep their project afloat. Right. And Did so you... he said, let me know when you find those deals from those bigger sites, two, 300 type of, you know, uh, unit sites, right? Like townhouses and stuff like that. Did you hear so... what happened with Aspen Ridge today or yesterday? No, yesterday? Tell me. a couple of days ago. Yeah. I just started coming out on Twitter. I just saw it today, but uh, people have got letters from Aspen Ridge for uh, a project of theirs where they they've canceled the project. Like just okay. What's in the, the last couple of days. There's no spec. Well, I mean, they're saying in the letter, which I have a copy of, um, but they're saying in the letter basically um, the city didn't give us the permissions in time, the permits in time. And uh, tarry on, there's a tarry on stipulation in the agreement of purchase and sales that says by the five-year mark, if you don't have your, your permits in place, that the deal has to get canceled. What size and project is this? It's a big, it's a, it's, it's like it? the final phase. It's like the high rise corner piece of uh, um, like, there's a bunch of, there's a mid rise there and there's townhouses Where? there already. It's called uh, Union Margo. I don't even know where it is, to be honest. Maybe Markham, something like that. Uh, I'm sure you could search it up and let us know pretty quickly. I should have probably done that, but uh, it's not. We're not recording in our normal day, and I feel rushed, TK. But anyways, I should have checked (laughs) that Concord, Ontario. Concord. 
Is it Concord? Oh, wait, no, that's just Aspen Ridge. That doesn't sound right. Main office. No, you yeah. know where to go. But Bad Aspen Ridge. TK. But Aspen Ridge is a juggernaut. This is the, the Gaspers family. They are gigantic. Markham. Markham. Oh, so is that what I said? Yeah, Markham. You said so Markham. I, I did my research. Look at me. I'm backtracking now. Okay, TK. Yep. The point is, is Aspen Ridge is canceling a project and people in the media are going to start saying that, oh my God, like the market, the market, the market. This episode is brought to you by Landlord. This landlord software is a game changer. You upload your properties, right? You upload all the information, income, expenses, timelines, mortgage details, everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio. And as you go through real-time adjustments in you know, rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else, they're going to actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient and it just breaks everything down for me in a way that i've never seen before like excel spreadsheets just don't cut it i don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free please click the link below for your free trial offer and aspen ridge is in trouble and oh my god what are we gonna do and i don't think that that is the actual story here maybe that's not what the media is gonna do with it Yep. But I, I just We've, see in comments already, it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Right. And I I mean, I, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, the city's inability to address the site's outstanding planning yeah. issues in a reasonable and timely manner has resulted in today's announcements and the termination of all agreements of purchase and sale for the Union Margo condominium, including yours, Mr. Including Reader. yours, Mr. Reader. Yeah. And so, then so the day after they all got their checks with interest and their deposits back, like the next day after they got this first letter, right? Yeah. And they're also saying that we're willing to give even more to you, like to make up for this, like email this person here at this email address to like get your, your benefits or whatever it is. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. It's probably discounts in a in a future project or maybe the ability to to roll into you, another project. Priority. Yeah. So so I mean it's a high rise project. So chances are people bought these quite some time ago. I mean, they're saying five years five to years. get well, they're saying five years to get permits. And see, this is one problem and one flaw in the system is like, why the hell is anybody allowed to sell anything that doesn't have permits? Because like what if you sell units that you're not even allowed to build or yeah i mean a lot of guys there's will clause go in, in the contract for that <laughs> for sure right <laughs> well there's a clause in the contract for anything so yeah. i mean in in a down market like today terry on may actually have saved these people by having that stipulated in in their mandates and put into well i mean listen it's not like values are good right at the moment it's when did they buy that's the question that's the thing and for what did they buy and when are they going to get up if they're still two years from completion where will the market be in two years so there is like a little bit of an unknown for sure so so but it's it's interesting it's interesting that that is happening especially as you're discussing it uh you know what your what your friend is looking for because like Mm -hmm. this is this is aspen rich okay this is aspen rich so um I imagine that this is just like planned that it's like, you know what, there, we some somehow something has to happen for, for a project to move forward. Like you, you either need to get a certain amount of square footage that makes it make sense for you. Right. Or you have mm-hmm. to get a certain price per square foot on the sale. Like something has to happen for things to make sense for the project to move forward. Right. So yep. as, as I, I don't know what made this one not move forward. I don't know what kind of problem they could have with the city that takes five years to get permits but like i mean they are aspen Ridge. they get permits all the time they probably get away with a lot more than most people get away with on their applications as well because mm-hmm. they, they listen these guys are providing a ton of homes for a ton of people i mean mm-hmm. they make let's, a lot th- of money theorize here let's, let's theorize theorize here. if that. i sold a project five years ago and based it on the construction cost at that time mm. and sold it at a price that based on the pre-construction sale market I was able to obtain from the market, right? And during those maybe two, three years into, you know, my my project's, you know, start date and, and sales date, we have a global pandemic and the cost of construction went up, you know, 35 or more percent. And I watched the price of pre-construction condos go from an average of 
$900 a square foot, $1,000 a square foot, $1,100 a square foot to a stat I just read this morning, $1,420 a square foot in the GTA. So I've got this huge loss on potential profits and I got this huge extra expense on my hard costs. I might slow down a little bit, you know, knowing that I have this five-year clause in that agreement and that I would be forced, my hand would be forced to be able to cancel a project. I might, I'm not saying Aspen Ridge would do that. I, TK Butler, a guy who's not a developer, might think that that was a good play for, for the uh, beneficial interest of my company and our investors. Just saying. Um, I mean, if we, if we look at the timeline for, for the, for the events, like where they would have started selling, what they sold for, I mean, I'm surprised these things aren't built. So, so what, what happened between like, okay, we think we have a good enough idea from the city that we can go forward and start selling these things to like, holy shit, it's another three years later, two, four years later, and we don't even have permits yet. Like what happened in the middle there? Right. Because mm -hmm. you, you're not launching a site without having some kind of work done and some kind of feedback from the city and planning reports and back and forths for at least a little while. Right. Before you're going to build a sales office and launch a whole project. Right. So, so, Especially so when you're one of the bigger developers who's got the resources to figure all that out and wait until like everything is in place properly. Right. So something happened that triggered these guys to sell a condo like a building like not like six stories like i don't know 20 something plus story building right sold out sold out sales started winter spring 2019 hmm, right before the pandemic hmm. who would have thought yes and that makes sense everything you're saying makes sense but what doesn't make sense is why they haven't even started yet if they sold out in 2019 this thing should have like uh, they should be out of above grade. They should be building. They, they should have cladding on like it's it's four years later. Again, I'm not saying anything happened. I know nothing about this project whatsoever. But if it were me and I saw that, you know, a my project may not be profitable or B, sure, you know, there was a ton of money that I could be raking in and that it would not come out as being, you know, greed. It would be simply a technicality that the, the city's contract has fault. in place. Yeah, the city's it's fault. Tarion and I the might... city's fault. We're sorry. We're going to deal with this properly. Here's your money back. Yeah. And we're going to relaunch at something different later. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. Like, what do you do if you're the developer? Do you sell the site now? Do you, I mean, they're Aspen Ridge. They could let it sit for 10 years and wait for everybody to forget about this. Exactly. Right. Like, there's, oh my God. Well, it's it's out there and it's happening and people are looking for stuff like that. So, I mean, imagine a guy like me, okay, who's hanging on to a site right now or in a year from now, I got a site and I've been working on it for a year and I got to renew my mortgage or my mortgage is going up with prime rates because that's how a lot of them work, especially when you're a small guy. Oh my God, like, there's going to be some deals out there. I see like there's zone deals. So zone deals, every marketing piece is a zone deal, right? Mm -hmm. What does and that it, tell you? What does that tell you? That guys could not get the financing they needed to carry the thing forward. It didn't matter that the thing was zoned or they paid too yeah. much for it before or it took too long to get it zoned. Or they don't see a benefit in them uh, selling. Right? Oh, they don't see a benefit in them going through with the project. At this it's point. a problem. They're right? better off just selling it. Oh, exactly. And this is the tip of the iceberg. I don't know people. Meanwhile, the market's on fire. There's like everything's people are going crazy out there. Although are they? I don't know, like last week, everybody was saying, oh, my God, there's so many showings and so many this and people are there's mm -hmm. offers and offers. And then everybody was like, hey, it feels like it's slower. Do you feel slower? I feel slower. Do you feel slower? And now it's like just crazy. I see power of sales like you're talking about going up. Uh, Great average. episode last week. Ours? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. People yeah. are touting it as our best ever. If you haven't watched best it, ever. you're listening to this right now. Wasn't the Stop most this video and this nonsense and go watch our last video. Go back and watch that one and then come yeah. back to this. Come back here and find out how little we know compared to those guys. I wonder if this will still be relevant when it airs. Because yeah. we're uh, we're a little ahead of the game, but no, uh, we're good. We're good. anyways, I think okay. So imagine like a 
big, powerful company like Aspen Ridge with all the resources in the world having to deal with something like this, like there's going to be some brimstone and fire for some guys, not everybody. Like some guys are going to just chug through it like nothing happened. There's some guy will be like, you know, a little flea on the call or a little annoyance. Here, here's the, here's the, um, uh, what do they call those guys? The public, uh, uh, relations, public relations, PR guy. There you go. Here's the PR guys take on it. Okay. Right now there's a ton of assignments out there. There's a ton of people who can't close. There's a ton of people who are saying pre-construction is bad. Oh my gosh, stay away. That is the sentiment. And to be able to give people an opportunity to get out of these contracts, many of them are relieved. Yeah, that's what so, Foch put on Twitter. He's like, this so, is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, many of them are relieved. And so the PR guys are saying, look, I know we have to cancel the project. I know we're a big name. I know this is not something that we ever want to have in our sort of like legacy of, of developments. But in this one opportunity, it might be the time to do it where there's going to be much less backlash from it and that it actually will be saving the project because they're also involved in a lot of other projects. And a oh, lot nice. of these projects right now to get closing, which I think is a great topic for us today, the amount of people who bought projects that are um, closing this year Mm-hmm. Right. We got a record number of 32,000 units, you know, being closed this year for condos. And we got all these new uh, freehold houses that have been bought uh, pre-construction and, and are going to be finished this year as well. We have so many people who are not able to close this year on these deals. It is yeah. crazy how many people don't well, have the capabilities of one, the appraised value, right? Covering the shortfall two, qualifying income. The mortgage at yeah. the new rate that they didn't expect to be qualifying it yeah well hold on before we move forward on that let's get one yep. thing clear there's 0.0 percent chance that we will build thirty-two thousand units this year agreed it never happen it will not happen this year will not will not, not complete they won't be complete thirty-two thousand. not units. complete they right? might be under construction right now plus it doesn't mean that it's it's going to be finished this year. right I agree. plus yeah. out of the thirty-two thousand, however many do get complete they're yep. sold Okay, they're spoken for. You can't have them unless yep. things fall apart for people, which yep. that's a lot of people waiting for their product to be built. Although most of them are probably investors or assigners or flippers or whatever the hell we're calling them these days. Yeah. Right. Bag holders. <laughs> it's it's Zing. too bad. But I What's mean, that? Who- is that is that one of Luke's uh, one of Luke's uh, slangs? Bag this is like a crypto slang, isn't it? The crypto. Mm. I don't know. This is what the kids say. Rug pull, the kids bag holder. Bag holder. Ha ha. Boomer. But they're stuck holding the bag, right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen? This Okay. This is not a domino, but it like it's an indicator that dominoes are about to fall because if they're dealing with... At the end of the day, no matter what the hell happened with the municipality, there's, again, 0% chance that this isn't a financial decision. Yes. Right? Agreed. Whatever happened, it's a it's a money thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. if they're dealing with this magnitude of money thing where they're willing to cancel a project right now, okay? Yeah. What the hell are some of these dumbasses that came in and bought land and don't know what they're doing, but like somebody made them think that they could do a development deal, right? They're like, I, I met this guy at a bar and he's got a couple million and we're going to be developers and boom, I bought this thing over here. Not even, yeah, not even just those guys. There's a lot of other guys too who are, who are very experienced developers, but they just got greedy. They over leveraged themselves. They put out a lot of money. That was their capital. And right now they're knocking on all their investors' doors and they're saying, okay, we need people to, you know, recapitalize the fund or or whatever it is that, you know, they're they're organizing. And the guys are going and and put it into real estate and res- do I get out of 500 this? units that yeah. you haven't even sold yet that we already funded. Yeah, no, they're We're coming good. for more money and the, the lenders are like, uh, you know what? I was actually going to come to you and ask you if I could get my money back, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> It is not easy to get these deals done, right? And so, and to get money right now, it's like there's so many. I'm getting approached right now with so many of the multifamily guys. That's kind of my my space that I'm always looking at for investments. There's so many guys who are like, got these great buildings tied up, looking for investors. JV, what do you guys want? What's the cap though? Right, two percent. Well, big, yeah, big ones because they're like out of province and different things. But they're the ones that are in Ontario. 
if they're in a small town or whatever, they're they're a lot higher. Oh. But um, you know, the, the better areas and stuff like that are still not great cap rates. Anyways, long story short is I'm seeing these deals more often that people were begging to be a part of before. Mm -hmm. And so right. that tells me that yeah. they couldn't get the money from their other yeah. investors. Better send it to TK now. Better send it find to TK. Anybody. We're desperate. Maybe he's <laughs> dumb enough to get in on this, right? <laughs> It's what it is, right? So that's that's what there's I'm tears. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely yeah, you, you tears. See, you see the difference, right? That's why I always say, like, when people are calling me, when trades are calling me, I know things are getting slower out there, right? Yeah, that's a leading indicator for sure. Because uh, I'm I on like a, I don't even know what tier I must be on for some of these guys. Yeah, right. I, I actually got an email today from a from a trade that I couldn't. I can't believe you just said that from somebody who when I was dealing with them a year or two ago was so busy that, you know, you can you know, barely get a hold of them. And now it's reaching out asking me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just checking in to see how you're doing. Call a contractor now and see if they right. answer the phone. Yeah. See if oh. they, see if they, Oh, they're answering the phones now. We should do and it right now live. It used to, yeah, we should do that. But it, <laughs> it used to be that like you'd call a roofer. Mm -hmm. Right. And he'd be like, I'm on the roof. Like I'm on answering the phone. Like they can yeah. wait. Right. Oh, that guy is hanging off he's the torching. roof to get he's the torching. phone, right? <laughs> he's like, he's I put out an ad this morning for carpet removal. So I, I got a house. I'm listening next week. There's carpets that I want to remove. And all my guys are busy. Like I, I hire friends and people like that. So they're at school or, or they're working other jobs. Now one guy joined the army. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so I put out army? an ad on Kijiji for, la for laborers. And within five minutes, I had about 40 people. I'll reach out and say, yep, I'll do it. No problem. Because I'm offering 30 bucks an hour and it's fast. Cash, easy job. Yeah. yeah, cash job, right? And uh, so I got a guy's meeting me there tomorrow at one o'clock to get it done. But yeah. But look how many people are looking. Isn't that crazy? Tons of people. Minutes. I had to delete the ad. I was like, I'm going to get my whole mailbox full here if I don't. Isn't that nuts though? Yeah. That there's so no, many I mean, people that jump on it. No, it's not quickly? nuts. It's what it is right now, right? There's a lot Why? of people. But there's unemployment, unemployment numbers are not real. Unemployment numbers are not real. Yeah, but they're on a they're people unaccounted for. It. They have they have jobs, but they're under uh, uh, work like they're not working as much, right? So they're they're under collecting unemployment. No? What it is? So they've got no. They just they're not making as much money as they as they could or they should or the the jobs part time or they have not that much of a commitment or it's seasonal or it's uh, whatever. And so, so they have to go and work these other jobs, but they're all cash jobs under the table and all that kind of stuff that they're looking for. I think this is why sentiment is really the most important indicator because the rest of it's all bullshit, right? Like all, bullshit. all the numbers talk about are it such bullshit. So it's like, yep. and you see people on Twitter posting like, you know, like the word on the street is very different than the statistics. Like, you know, because a lot of people were saying like, what's going on? It's really busy out here right now. And the stats are like, no, it's not. And it, yep. it seems like, 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 I don't pumpers. know. You can't believe any Real estate pumpers. It's pumpers, but it's like, I think there's we, other we, people so, that so are trying to do the opposite of pumping. People, people, um, the issue with the real estate uh, industry is that everyone just look, and I'm guilty of this too. We just look at our individual business and we base the whole market off of what I've been doing lately, right? My listings got activity and my buyers right. are saying this and all that, but it's not the whole market, right? And so if somebody was in a market where there was a flurry of activity, which there was, and I would even say that there was a little bit of a, a time in January where prices were actually getting uh, increased. There was pressure because there was multiple offers and different things like that too. But it was such a small window. And just a few of those people trickled around still like this week and, and, and maybe next week. But we're going right back to, I don't want to buy. There was a ton of inventory that came on this week, Daryl. Every market that I was inventory. looking in that for, for clients like buyers, and we were waiting, something came up this week. So there's a lot of new listings coming up already and people are you know, gonna be flooding the listings more. And every buyer's telling me the same thing. Every buyer's telling me the same thing. Oh, that's too much. Oh, they're, they're, they're paid too much. Oh, they're asking too much. And uh, my went to the bank and the bank's not giving me as much as they were before. Like, that's why everything's no... too much because the bank won't give you enough to pay for what you actually want, right? And yeah. the prices just have not come down. But like on top yeah. of it, on top of it, you got... People, have you seen this? Like people renewing, like from B lenders, okay? I, I see multiple people talking about people that started like around 3% and are renewing for over 8%. Yeah, that's what they said last week, yeah. Right? That's crazy. No, it's crazy. I haven't heard of multiple. 
but I, I believe him when he was telling us, you know. No, but not only from him, like since he even said that, I've seen other people posting about it where they've got multiple people. Yeah, It's insane. But I mean, how is that not going to get inventory on the market? Like people are going to have to just sell. No? People have to sell. How do you go from three to eight percent? That's a big jump. I was hearing six and a quarter for a, a B, but I don't know all the terms and everything else like that. But anyways, it's Darryl. crazy, but that's an inventory thing. So look at all this. So now you got canceled projects where people are expecting to live somewhere and now they got to start again, right? Yep. You got all kinds of uh, people that are like waiting on the sidelines for prices to come down. You got all kinds of people sellers that don't want to list their property because they're hoping it's going to go up again soon and then you got all kinds of people probably starting to think shit my renewal oh my god look at these numbers like if i do the math on one of these mortgage calculators um i can't do this how the hell am i going to do this yeah right and you got to you, you i mean i it depends on that Maybe in Saskatchewan and Calgary and I mean, maybe some parts of Montreal or Quebec are, are going to have a problem. But Toronto, I don't know about all of Ontario, but people in Toronto where the average price is one point six million dollars for a house. Right. Mm -hmm. Like now you got from year over year, people are down 16 percent if they bought in January. Next yeah. month's going to look even worse than that. Right. And if you bought in March is even worse than that. There's going to be people that are going to be showing soon, like upside down 30 something percent. Mm -hmm. Right. And then so what about the people that bought four years ago? They're up for renewal. They were they were they were responsible. They got a bunch of equity. OK, but they yeah. still have like a eight hundred thousand million dollar mortgage that they have to renew. Well, let's let's look at the numbers here, because you brought up some points here that this article actually talks about. It was published yesterday. It's a uh, okay. So Remax sent this out, right? And now Remax biased opinion, hundred percent. So don't don't think I'm 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 saying that all this is presented in a way that's factual. But these are the numbers, okay? So loan to value ratios, okay, were at fifty three percent in the third quarter of twenty twenty two. All right. So compared to sixty three percent ten years earlier. What's that? that variable. That no, so loan to value ratios, meaning oh. that people were putting down bigger down payments. So six, 10 years ago, people Sorry. would have a 63% loan to value ratio, right? So have 37% equity. Uh, Q third quarter of 2022, 53%, right? So 47% equity. So that's a lot of equity. More cash. Right? In have Toronto. To. It's the Toronto. only, but it's the only way that's that the only deals way could qualify, get done. But that's right? a lot of equity, though, so that doesn't support the everyone came in with twenty percent and their equity just got wiped out uh, narrative. To be honest with you, okay, sure. Third quarter of two thousand twelve, the average house price was four eighty three. Average forget everyone three oh five. How now many average, people affect the market, though? Is there enough people that it average. affects I'm the market? The average. Let me read the numbers. Let me read the numbers. Yeah. Third quarter average price was a million eighty, right? And the average mortgage was five sixty seven. So it's not an average $1 million mortgage, right? So I get the narrative. I understand why everyone's complaining and everybody's scared. And there are people who are screwed royally oh, and yeah. they will have to sell for sure. But there's also a lot of people who were, you know, fiscally responsible. Remember, most people are buying and selling. All the, Most of those people that were paying these crazy prices also sold. I went to go see a guy two weeks ago who overpaid for a house and overpaid is, is a strong word. His house is worth $400,000 less today than it was when he bought it. But he told me his story <laughs> and uh, he, he uh, but he didn't overpay. Well, whatever. That's at the a strong time, I don't know. Word. I wasn't there what the market was like what when he bought of... at that time. There okay. could have been 10 other people who wanted to pay that price. So I don't know. But the bottom line is it's worth 400K today. Less. So there was 10 people willing to overpay for this. House. I don't know. Oh my God. What a spin. Okay. Yeah. That was good though. Impressive. Did we lose you? I, ru I ruined the energy there. I hit my mic and knocked it off. Okay. Sorry. So then I threw uh, off. he sold his property though at the same time for like $400,000 more than it's worth today. Ah. So, you know, it, it's not it like it, it all sort of balanced it out, right? Balance so like, I tried to explain that to him because I told him if he wants to sell now, he's got to sell for way less than he did. But I told him if he was still in that other house, it'd be worth way less too. So really, was there a loss? So a lot of those people were made up. So that 53 
0.8% loan to value average in Toronto is also made up of a lot of people who also sold crazy priced property uh, at that time. And so they were just taking their wins and they're passing it on somewhere else. And, you know, they're, they're comfortable and that they've got enough equity to be able to um, weather the storm. I mean, that's the truth. And, that, and that's what this article is saying is that, you know, we do think that, you know, mortgage delin delinquency rates are on the rise. We do think that there's going to be an economic downturn driven by job losses. You know, we, we, we agree that there's gonna be a lot of people who won't be able to renew and all that kind of stuff. But like, what's the percentage of people? Because that's really what causes, you know, a further decline in prices and right. prices are going down. They're on their way down. They've gone down. They're going to continue to go down as long as this environment that we're in right now remains the same. That's 100% obvious. Enough but people like, under enough pressure. Yes. Will affect the market. So, yes. Okay, so, fine. If we're uh, using this, is the comment here. Just let me read it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, homeowners are better able to withstand downward pressure on housing values and fewer will find themselves underwater carrying upside down loans. Right. So, that's the main thing is when you've got less people who are underwater. Right. So, basically, imagine living in your home. Okay. You paid 1.2 million. All right. You got a loan for 900,000 and now it's worth 800,000. How motivated are you to continue to pay those bills every single month? How sure. like passionate are you to go and get that other job now that your payments have gone up 50%? What's well, motivating you all this? TikTok is motivating me to <laughs> hang on and wait because prices are coming back. So so that's the thing. Those are the people who end up, you know, failing because of course the the motivation's not there. They're like, this is gonna be 20 years of me working till I can even make that money back. And I'm going to like kill myself and I'm going to get a divorce and I'm, I won't even know my kids. They're the ones who who give up. And I just don't see the uh, high rate of um, negative equity yet. Yeah. Wait it's just till not all there these yet. tech guys who are making 200 grand who moved to yeah. Georgina or to yeah. Georgetown, right? And paid ridiculous sums of money for stupid houses, yeah. get laid off and can't find that next job for more money right well then they need to do around for three years going hey uh uh i make 200 do you want to give me 210 okay all right i'm going over there for 210 right and then the next one's 250 and and yeah. th but there's a lot of them and even in austin like austin texas where so many crazy engineering jobs were were like even those companies started cutting jobs right mm -hmm. And so all but expenses, these... this is what the guys last week said. I think it was Vince. He was talking about like, you were approved at 5.25%. There's a stress test. Stress test. You were paying 2%. Yeah, but you but... got your... You keep focusing on the normal person, not all the fucking bullshit underneath, just, which no, is enough. Saying, everybody was stress test. So when those people were getting their qualifications done yeah. and now they, they should still be able to afford today's rates of 5% when they renew this year. They what about still all the people that got to, stress, stress test has been around 3% since 2017. or whatever because stress of the is, variable rates? Stress doesn't matter. Those are all, it's like point, it's like 20 basis points different. So we're so fine. In theory, no, we're but fine. in theory, I'm just giving you the other side of the argument because everyone's doom and gloom. And I'm saying yeah. what I'm, how I'm looking at this yeah. is that in theory, those people still should be able to qualify for mortgages as long as their income credit job, all this stuff is still in place. Mortgages. The job market will completely annihilate this market if the job market changes drastically but will they be right? able to afford to renew their mortgage they'll be yes, able to their, get a mortgage, mortgage somewhere however they got it however they got it you think yes but what they've been doing is this is the issue this is the issue is they've yeah. been spending that extra money on nonsense mm. so they're not able to pay for it they're not mm. they don't feel like they can afford it they will think about selling because their lifestyles have gone up to a certain point they thought after they got that mortgage, they said, well, I got all this extra room, 2%. I'm going to go and buy a car. I'm going to go. So Crypto went down and all Tesla that, went down that and that brought down a generation with it. Right. Car dealers. <laughs> go and talk to the car dealers about what their business is like right now. Okay. Nobody's the, buying a car. Do you see interest rates on used cars? Somebody posted today 12.88% on used cars. Yeah. Who's going to do that? I got mine at like 0.9%. Yeah. Right. The last so, time I financed the car was 0.9% TK. Exactly. Now they're at 12.88. How do people do that? They don't, but they're not. <laughs> so again, okay. these all are right. all the little things that happen is that there's going to be like, 
you know, use car bubble. There's going to be the, you know, the, the job uh, market is going to, is going to change. There's going to be people who are going to be stressed about spending money because they're going to have to make those cutbacks. So that adds to the restaurants and services and retail and all that kind of stuff that end up getting hurt. Right. Mm. And it's a spiraling effect that eventually will lead to um, job losses, which then does create an environment where people aren't able to afford those bills. But it's right. not, it's not like what everyone is saying, which is like, there's this like, 30% of people this year, like there's 1.1 million mortgages coming up for renewal. Not, a, not all of them, not, not, not even a, a large percentage of them are going to be forced to sell. No. Every one of them, as long as everything has remained the same, would still qualify for their A lender mortgage that they got previously. The alternative people, they're the ones who are really screwed. The, the private lender stuff, all that. We're already seeing those right. power sale. Yeah. But the other stuff and it's is, not is even much less happening volatile. yet. It's not even happening yet. This is the point. And it's going to start getting a little ugly. So. And then one last point here. Sorry. This is a better dwelling article. So I. You know, oh, it's probably extraordinarily positive the stuff that they're talking about. But oh, anyways. he's all happy now that things are doom and gloom, man. He's like all giggly and happy. So, so HELOC, HELOC debt, right? So they were saying, well, HELOC debt is now starting to come down. So in November, um, decline of 2.9% in, in home equity line of credit debt. Right. And so, you know, that was something that was being plotted, right. Applauded, right. Oh, wow. This is amazing. People are starting to pay off their debt and that's fantastic. But if you look at actually all home equity debt that's secured by real estate, right. It's actually leveling off, but it's still, it's it's it went up 0.1%, which is still hundreds of millions of dollars a month it's still going up. So people are still borrowing like crazy. If you look at this chart and you look at where it was in 2012 to 17, you know, 18, it starts to go up 19, 20, it's kind of moving sideways. And then boom, 2022, you know, it's jumping up uh, a huge amount, right? So of course, so, but the, print but a pe- chart that makes it look worse than it is. But, but, but what it's saying is people are paying down their HELOCs? HELOCs, but actually increasing the amount of debt that they're getting. So, and, and that's not good. We like in order for us to have any type How? of recovery, the How's total that number happening? of Canadian debt secured by home equity needs to go down because there's other types of debt that's secured. There's other type of loans that are secured that are not home equity line of credits. That are secured right? against the property? Yeah. Like a second mortgage? Everything. I mean, any, any type of, you know, uh, loan that could be secured against the property is, is bundled into this. So right. people are finding other ways of getting their equity out of the house other than a HELOC if they need it. But I'll bet you there's a lot of people that had their money lent out from their HELOC, like to a MIC or something, that were lucky enough to get their money back and just like threw it back into the HELOC, right? And True. there's probably a lot of people that had money out there. People were, were big shots with their 1% HELOC money, you know, back in the day. It's like, oh, you need a grand. You need a, f- a couple grand to get by. Like, I'll lend you money. Yeah, don't even worry about the interest. It's 30 bucks, right? Yeah. I, I was even one of them sometimes, yeah. right? Because who the hell cared? It was like so cheap. It was ridiculous for to yeah. help somebody out. It's right? the HELOC. Don't worry. But I guarantee you, people are calling those loans back like crazy over the last few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a mess, TK. And I'm telling you, I know I know you're Mr. Positive and, and that you like to live in positivity. And that's great. But mm-hmm. I think the reality is, is that it gets pretty messy soon. Like, I really don't think that we are prepared for what is about to come down the pipe. Like, I don't think what I've is coming down the ever pipe. seen anything like this. What is coming down the pipe? Well, I mean, it's going to be really tough for um, shelter like CPI to come down, like oil prices are going to go up. There's no way around that. Like I can't imagine um, like wages keep going up. People like, you know, Mm. 30 people need a $30 job, right? In in 10 seconds, like you you have malls or like, I just, it's not slowing down. They have to kill it. Like we're going to have a pause. And what we're already seeing is people are already acting a little bananas, right? So if they actually do pause for any amount of time, mm-hmm. and even if they cut rates, like it doesn't mean that that's the trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they cut rates and CPI goes back up to 9%, like do we think they're just going to keep cutting rates? No, like there's a weird craziness going on here. There's still too many people that feel too wealthy right now. 
right? Yes. And so, right? And so that's a problem. I have I have witnessed this. There are too many people who feel too wealthy right now. Right. Right. <laughs> that needs to change. No, but it needs to change, and it and it's change. not changing. And so we have six yeah. percent or whatever interest rates, and eight percent interest rates, or four and a quarter is the 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 bank rate, or whatever the hell the number is now. Four yeah. and a half. What is it? I don't even know. It's been so many. I, Which one? The five-year fixed rate? No. What are, where, what's the Bank of Canada rate at right now? Four and a half, yeah. Four and a half. Like I, it's like I'm desensitized to the rate hikes. It doesn't even... It's craziness. But TK, yeah. all this is happening, and they have one fucking weapon. Rates. So like, what the hell can they do? And, and it's obvious that they're willing to sacrifice the real estate market all over the world, right? TK. I'm telling so this you. is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be people who need to sell. There's going to be some people who once the, okay, so assignments, let's, this is it. I want to talk about this. I'm in all these WhatsApp groups for assignments and pre-construction and all that kind of stuff. And I got all these investors that are all sharks that are all like, let me know when you got somebody who bought five years ago and they're willing to sell it at a loss. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll post it in the group and I'll but see if anybody else has not bought enough of a loss. Right. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if that. anybody else has got a project similar to that. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I post it like three days in a row. I post, you know, let me know. And I get all these people like sending me all these things, like nowhere, nowhere close to what I'm asking for in my post, <laughs> you know, just a bunch of agents just trying to solicit me saying, yeah, you got to buy her. Yeah. Downtown Toronto. What about Mississauga? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> you know, much like, the what same. Do you mean? It's not what I asked for, you know, like two bedrooms. What about a studio in, 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 in Vaughn? You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? So anyways, long story short, TK. This is such a saturated group, okay, that I couldn't even keep up with the amount of messages that I'm getting every day from all these people. And I see other people posting the same thing that I have. Motivated cash buyer looking for deals. Da, 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 da. So there's a bunch of people swimming right now yeah. and they're all feeling the same thing. Why should I buy an assignment when somebody else doesn't want it? No one wants to buy anything that someone else doesn't want. And if there's all this availability out there, then people just sit around twiddling their thumbs and they say, well, you know what? I'll wait till I get a good deal. Then you bring the right deal. And guess what they say? Not it's good not enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. So it's a big waste of time. And I told my investors this. I said, look, if a really good deal comes across my desk, I'll buy it. And then I'll tell you how well I did. But other than that, let's focus on something that's a real investment because there is no, there's no like control in that assignment market right now. Okay? There's no control in it. And it doesn't make any sense and no one wants to do it. So there's a, a huge amount of people who are not able to close those units coming up this year because of qualifying. The equity may or may not be there. So depending on um, when they bought, if they have equity, they can get private money and they can carry it and, and uh, you know, be able to, you know, make those payments because they've got a job that allows them to do that or whatever, right? Like if they're in that, in, if, if they're in that position, right? They can rent it out and all that stuff or flip it right away and, and, and get out. But if they don't have equity, nobody's going to lend them that money. The builders are going to want their money, right? And then what happens? What does the builder have to do? Right? The builder has to remarket the property, hold like hold them in default, remarket the property, try to get as close to the value that they got from that contract, sell it at whatever the best price they can get, sue. right? And then sue them for the difference. And so that creates downward pressure on prices too. Because sure. everyone's going to be going to the builders and saying, I'll offer you 20% below what you're asking or what you're offering or 30%, whatever the number is, right? Based on the resale market. So it will put downward pressure on the, on the, on the resale market for condos as well too. Right. And so there should be all this downward pressure on the economy, right? Which leads to job losses and other Which areas. leads to, and we haven't yeah. seen it yet. So if we're, if we've seen this many increases, and we haven't seen the job losses yet. And we haven't mm -hmm. seen the competition for jobs decrease, which means the wages are still going up, right? Yep. What's you it going to take? And now they're mm -hmm. talking pause. So like, it's not going to take it's, it's another a, it's rate It's a slow hike. leak. It's a slow leak. So, you know, it's pretty clear that this is going to be something that takes a lot longer. Everyone keeps, whatever quarter we're in, everyone says, even the guys last week all said Q2, Q2, Q2. But no then they what, started saying Q2, Q3, Q4 towards yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. conversation. So no matter what quarter changed. we're in, it's the next quarter. Because it's not this quarter, but it's the next quarter. It's but not I, I think this is one of those things. And when the market went down from 1990 to 1995, it's five years of declines. 
five years of declines. That's a that's a long time for for that to be sustained. Now, that's enough negativity. Okay, that's that's as much as I can handle. I got some positivity here. Okay. Hold on, I got one more negative thing. That's okay. pretty important, I think. Okay. All right, go. Like rental pricing is crazy. <clears throat> Explain. My daughter is looking at moving out, right? So mm. she's looking at apartments. Eighteen hundred dollars for a room in the one bedroom. So you're a roommate with the person living in the den, okay? And you're paying 1800 bucks. And this is not like a one-off. It's like listing after listing of like roommates for crazy amounts of money, TK. 2000 bucks a month. Like you can't, and, and what you can find for $1,400 a month in the city anywhere, even in a basement, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So like, it's a big problem because mm -hmm. like there can't be too many people that aren't settling for where they live right now. Right. Yeah. And like, that doesn't make for a wonderful life at all. This is, this is a great segue into my next topic. Yeah, go. I just wanted to throw that out there because so that's rent, we'll go right stay now. on yours. So rent prices becomes a hindrance for people because they can't afford to spend as much money. And so when you're paying more money in rent, you're not going out shopping, you're not buying things, you're not traveling. So you're taking money out of the economy because the cost of living for your rental or your interest rates eats up a lot of your disposable income. Taking it out of one part of the economy. Well, all the, any part of the economy that you would be spending money in, it's, it's, it's coming out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because of that. All right. And I agree. Higher, higher housing costs. That's what they do, right? Especially those interest ones, damn interest payments. All right. But Benjamin it's not like Paul. that money comes out of the economy. It just, instead of going on useless shit, it's going towards shelter. Yes. Still I in agree. the economy. Yeah. It's still in the economy. It may not go out again the same way, but anyways, yeah. Tal, Benjamin Tal, is that Benjamin what you're going to do? Yeah. Look um, at you. All these articles ready today, TK. Today was a good one, right? Okay. Wow. So here's what it is. Last, the percentage of people. Okay. So we had um, a certain percentage of people, 2022, um, the amount of people who came to the country, right? How many of them were already here? All right. Out of the eight hundred thousand, or out of the which number? Out of the four hundred thousand, right? So this is this is a crazy okay. way to look at this. Okay, so when you have all these people coming to the country, and you have four hundred thousand people who came last year, out of those people, all right, they have the number here. This is the stat. Okay, seventy percent were already living in Canada. They didn't need housing. They were already here. 70% 70 of, what, of the 400, people 000? who were considered their new what immigration. Give me a number. Right? Give me a number. What's the total? Forget about 70 the percentage. 70% of, of 2021 numbers. So 400,000 or whatever it was, right? Amid so the pandemic in 2021, 70% of new permanent residents. What's that, like 125,000? Didn't, didn't need housing. But that's 125,000 that did. Yes. Good. Well, we don't Good. build that. Okay, like, so it was, actually it was actually 131,700. Ooh, that's pretty good okay. math in my head, that's though. It. That's not yeah, bad. Six grand? Come on, that's good. So in 2022, that plunged to 42%, meaning that 58% of people. Out of how many? Whatever the 400,000 people that they There's were another 400? Okay. There's something like, something, something along those thousand lines. people, bro, that came okay. in that need a place to live. Exactly. So now when they're looking at you know, bringing in this extra 465,000, those are new people. Those are people who are actually, so this is what they're saying now. So the number of non-permanent residents arriving in Canada grew from 258,000 in 2021 to 700,000 in 2022, because they're not all getting permanent residency. That's the whole thing about immigration. So from 258 in 2021 to 700,000 in 2022, it's a 170% increase. There needs so to be a stat, TK, that oh, says oh, how many people need a place to live. Exactly. That came into the it's a different country. number. It's not just those immigration numbers. Who needs so it says, house? although permanent and non-permanent residents arriving from outside the country in 2022 approached 955,000, which represents an unprecedented swing in housing demand in a single year that is currently not fully reflected in official figures. How many? Said Tall. 955,000. Okay. Because now more people are coming in that are, that are actually new to the country, not just permanent residencies. This is all people just need a place the to country. live, need a place, uh, not need a, a just the total. It's just the total of people. 
We've we, and, we they people need to start. We need to start making our own stats, TK. It's not a stretch need- to suggest that the number of new international arrivals in 2023 might reach one million. Said Tal. It's not a stretch to suggest that the number of new international arrivals in 2023 might reach one million. But Think hold about on. That. But at some point, it's not just paper shuffling. At some point, like people are coming. Exactly. In, right? There's actual so, bodies. So we bodies. haven't even experienced yet what it's like to feel that many new people moving. And so we've got targets of an additional three and a half million houses that need to be built between now and 2030. That's including the two and a half million that they already think the governments are going to do. That's a lot of laneway suites. That's an extra three and a half million houses. We don't have three and a half million houses that are going to, we probably might even not hit the 2.5 million, right? Regardless. And this is all over Canada. Okay. So it's a big, big place here. Regardless. That's no a labor lot of demand. Yeah. That's a lot of demand to be able to satisfy, right? And so I'm not saying prices are going to go up this year. I'm not saying, uh, you know, oh my gosh, buy now or anything like that. Prices are going down this year, 100%. But the long-term outlook on real estate makes me a buyer yeah. for real estate. It does. Yeah. It keeps yeah. me a buyer. I'm I'm not like, oh my God, don't buy and, and uh, you know, stay away from real estate. I'm like a the future is bright. I, I just, we got, you got to figure out how to finance it. You got to figure out how to weather the storm. You got to figure out a strategy. There's lots of development projects. They take years to put underway, under, under, you know, they take years to put together. I got um, something coming up soon. That's a, a good project that I was talking to you about, you know, so you got options for terms like vendor take backs and, um, you know, long closings, things like that, you know, make it, make it work to be able to get, uh, to get yeah. these things done. And then as if you're an investor and you're buying, uh, you know, rental properties and all that kind of stuff. And you're able to get a deal in this market from somebody who is stuck and bought it a long time ago. I got a, a, something I'm looking at right now, VTBs, you know, different things like that, that are, you know, exciting. I think the long-term prospects are, are, are very good in my opinion. They are at some point after the carnage, after the carnage, after the coming. carnage and how long five years. will it be? I, I have no right. idea. This is the no thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yes, if you want to, if you want to really um, feel uncomfortable for a little while to get to that long-term play, then mm-hmm. now might be a good time to buy a place for you. But if you, I, I got to think that like, unless you have a pile of cash right now, like you should wait because prices are definitely going down. There's like, there's no way. I don't know. I got this guy on Twitter all the time and he's like, Daryl, what's going on? Like our prices going up or prices going down. What's going on with rates? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. But like, this is what I think. And like, yeah. he's like, you know, I have this much money and he, I'm like, you can't even afford anything with that much money. Like you should go get, have you been pre-approved? No, like there's people that listen to this show and follow guys like us all the time and are still out there trying to buy a house without a pre-approval right now. Like people are just not like, I don't know what they're thinking. Like why, unless you absolutely have to buy, like have to buy TK, I have to buy right now. Those are the only other choice. There's the only people who are buying right now are the people I've talked to a lot of, uh, like when I'm dealing with the agents on my listings and I'm like, what's your story? What's going on? A lot of we sold already, right? Yeah. Or you know, can't find a rental we're, either. We're, we're we're new new buyers. We're first time buyers, and we're looking to get our own place. And obviously, you know, we're not going to rent forever. And we have cash though. We have cash. A lot of that. Like, well, how's a first time home buyer supposed to buy a home that resembles a home, not a shoebox? People people have jobs, man. It's not like, and I'm not talking the first time buyers are buying the expensive houses anymore. Like these are all sub sub one million, but. You know the other houses are all are all move up houses, right? A couple of deals that I put together in Etobicoke there. Um, Sub one the guy million. Sold a house like, for that a similar price normal? that he bought for, right? So he's like around that same one and a half million dollar mark, bought and sold, same price. Like, there's deal. people listening in Saskatchewan that that are dying. Like you say, yeah, like you're saying, like average under a million, like it's like not a lot of money. Well, you or know something. how it is in the GTA. Actually, I got a really good article too from the Calgary Herald that talked about you know Calgary basically being. Uh, Alberta poised to outperform Canadian housing market in 2023 as population swells, you know, and they just basically talk about the the migration levels from other provinces 
Um, so even though they're expecting the Canadian Real Estate Association is expecting that every house prices are going to go down nationally, will drop 5.9%. Um, Alberta is saying... actually going up right now. What's that? Alberta is going up right now. Like their average price went up. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. But like what happens yeah. when oil crashes again? Is Alberta still the place to be? Is there yeah. enough there? Average home than... price went up 5% in, yeah. in uh, Alberta. Yeah. Which is crazy. I should have read the article a little bit better. But uh, yeah, basically, they're <laughs> they're the ones who are doing the best. And then they have this little chart, right? Just kind of shows where everyone was. Calgary went down. I mean, they were the only major city in Canada that went down between 2014 and uh, 2019. Even Edmonton was kind of at par. So Calgary really took a hit already. So now it's still cheap and it's still affordable. And if people are from Toronto are coming in, those guys, they got too much money and they're going to... They're going to wreck it. Now, now the projections for Alberta will prices will decline 5.6% for 2023, but that is the lowest number out of all the provinces. So that's why, that's why this article was written is that prices oh. will do better in Alberta than anywhere else. People don't like hearing it, but they don't I mean, hear it. you got to move to be able to afford something that you really want. Do you? You, can, you cannot. Look, a a a person making a hundred grand right now cannot afford an average townhouse, even mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. not even close, right? Like, unless your family is making two hundred grand, like you're not living in the best place unless you've owned it for like a real long time, right? Mm -hmm. But I we've got um... it's tough now for kids, especially man. Fuck, these we've kids. got some options now with these with these. Um... Um, missing middle and, and uh, multiplexes that are, are being permitted. I think that there's a huge opportunity there. Oh, for, gigantic. Uh, not, not to solve the housing crisis. What not I'm saying is for the dough. investors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if there's anybody listening to the show who wants to, uh, you know, get into some of those properties, reach out to us because Daryl and I have got some uh, really great uh, ideas. And, uh, you know, if somebody's got some money and they want to, you know, join a little consortium of uh, investors to be able to buy properties and turn them into two, three, four units, um, reach out to us because we got some we got some nice opportunities for Look sure. Look at us, yeah. Wow, there you go. Cool. <laughs> um, well, what else? What else? I mean, uh, the only other thing that I wanted to talk about is how horrible mm. realtors are. <laughs> like i just can't get over it man what kind of realtors I, just all kinds really all kinds. i mean i'm not really dealing Anybody. with any, oh well i mean i told you about the episode with the residential people that walked up to my house a couple of weeks ago that was interesting yeah. but no i mean it's been a lot of commercial industrial guys lately and mm -hmm. it's like they just they don't get back to you the prices don't make any sense they don't send you the information the other day, you want to hear, I had this conversation with somebody. It's like, oh, um, that deal came back around, uh, but now the the other piece is willing to sell. And I was like, oh, great. How much do they want? They don't know. Like, oh, okay. Well, what do you want me to do? To you. Like, you want to just throw spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks? Mm -hmm. well, I can't tell you who I'm talking to, but mm -hmm. um, I mean, these are just, these, this is what's happening. It's like, I'll sell it, but I don't know what I want for it or uh, at least that's the the the, the story being translated hmm. by the agent. But like, yes, who doesn't know what they're willing to sell their property for, TK? And how do you sell something when you, you I think don't? Everybody no guidance. knows. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. If I got this number, I'd be pretty happy to sell. So, but what does everybody that tell knows. you? Right? It's like yeah. you know what? I'm not willing to sell. I'm willing to look at an offer. Yeah. Right? Bring me an offer. Yeah. But. This is not a way to buy something, to just throw some blue. I, either I go so stupid high that I fucked up, right? And they accept the damn thing or even yeah. look at it. Or I go yeah. too low and I upset them. I'm not Because there's no way to value it properly. So they have an idea in their head. Somebody gave them a number, right? Mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. put a number and gave them this willingness all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. But like... What good is an agent that doesn't give you any guidance at all or any information? Just an address, TK. What are you supposed to do with this stuff? Just an it really address. It depends on the scenario. 
right? Oh, because come on. What scenario believe, is the I'm, address I'm, enough? I'm selling unpriced properties right now, all the, those 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 commercial deals, right? And I'm and I'm going and I got another one coming up. But you have an idea what they'll sell it for. I do, but I don't. I mean, you know, the sellers I tell them I'm going to get them the most amount of money possible. Let's find out what that is and I, you know, I make so here, sure that they TK, understand what's out there. So here, TK, let's do it. I'll make an offer right now. What do I do? Okay. What's it worth? How do well, I make, you know, do I this put is a property here? that's got uh you know, what are we talking about here? So it's a, it's a plaza and, you know, here's the, here's the net income. What cap rate do you want to pay? Where, right. What's right. your financing like? Where, how much money do you got down? Right. So I yeah. don't have any of the strategy? info, right? No, none of the info. Well, here's all the expenses. Here's all the income. Like you have to provide info. This is info. the thing you have okay. to provide. Well, it's like, so simple, TK. Yeah, It's so the simple. There's information yeah. that everybody needs to make yes. a decision on something. Yes, yes. yes. And yeah. the address is very low on the list. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's high on the list, but it means yeah. nothing. There's bricks. You know, we got bricks. There's the, the roof was done last year. You remember bricks that uh, thing jingles. over there asphalt that we talked about before? Roof. It's like for sale. Yeah. But I don't know where it is and I don't yeah. know what they want. I don't yeah. even know who is selling. This is don't what I'm dealing out. with, TK. But yeah. like on mass, it's weird. Like, I wish I could, I, I could say TK, like, oh my God, one guy surprised me. This guy was on fire. He was all over everything. He gave me, air, like, he was beautiful. No, it's like, I'm doing everybody a favor by calling them. Mm. They're doing me a favor by even yeah, responding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insanity. TK? You'll get it done. It's a, We need training. Somebody yeah. needs to train these people. Well, they should be getting training if they're, if they're, if they're in any type of, professional environment they should be getting some sort of training the brokers but it is a confusing environment i'm going to give some you know credit here to some people in that oh. commercial space it's a very confusing environment there's not a lot of sales uh interest rates affect commercial real estate more than they do residential residential there's a high volume of sales you can kind of see where the prices are but if someone does look at a commercial property and there is other factors involved right like what type of financing are you going to get that does impact the value so more right? training. Or what are you going to do with the land? I mean, you know that better than anybody. But this is not a good the excuse for being a shitty agent because it's harder. I agree. I'm this not is a saying, good excuse for I'm being a better agent with more training. More training, absolutely. More, but training. not having a price is something that I think is we're in that we're in that stage right now where pricing is very hard to predict. Fine, pricing something at zero with some guidance and some information is one yes. thing, right? Yes. Here, here is the 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 survey and the leases and the <clears throat> net the 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 rent roll and the expenses and I don't know yes. what the price is. If you haven't done that, then you're a bad agent. You're just an how asshole. How the hell is any how is the hell how is anybody supposed to decide on what the property's worth if you haven't done all this work? Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah. So how I am I, I'm willing to buy. There's money behind me willing to buy stuff if it falls into a specific like category. Yeah. So, and, but, and I tell people, guys, this is what I'm looking for. I need this, 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 and this. And yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Like it's so specific, right? Yeah. But what do I get? You're a dream buyer. No, but what do I get? No, I'm not a dream buyer. I'm the worst I'm buyer saying. because I actually <laughs> expect something from the agent, Right. I expect don't send me everything but what I asked for. Don't send me seven of what I didn't ask for and one of what I asked for by accident. Mm. Mm. Look at the listings. Fine. Oh, you know what? It doesn't have this. So I can't send this to him because he mm. won't be interested. Mm. But it's like that basic level of like give them the information that they need, you know, isn't even like in the realm of reality for most of them. Or they're yeah. so busy that they can't respond like i yeah i don't or they it. know that their client's not realistic uh, that's another common one they know that their client's not realistic and they're just kind of entertaining the the client you know just to, just to kind of like, yeah 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 we got it on the market oh yeah yeah i've told people about it but yeah. they know it's like this i don't want to be the guy that provides the offer that makes them realize they shouldn't be selling now right exactly yeah yeah there's a lot of that there's a lot of that. And there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of people. I looked right. at this one deal. It was for $12 million. The net income was like a hundred thousand and it yeah. needed like a hundred thousand dollar roof and the parking lot was destroyed. And it's like, in what world is this thing worth 12 and a half million dollars? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, tell me that's what yeah. they want. 
what's the point? Why why don't they want twenty million? Well, they if probably it's just going to be based do. on what they want. They should want more. They were talked down to. They're not asking five, enough I'm money, sure. Daryl. Yeah, it's a travesty. Uh-huh. It's a travesty for me. It's yeah. a travesty for me, TK. And so this is all I, I had I care somebody about. tell me one time that they that they listed the most expensive property in this neighborhood with this feature and da 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 da. da. And I said, amazing. Yeah. They didn't say they sold it. Right. They say they listed it. Oh, yeah. That was a claim to fame. Oh, yeah. That's what agents do. They claim There's people to fame. who just, they just get listings. They just say, I got a listing at 12 million. You're a superstar, bro. Right? Yeah. I got That's a listing. Amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Look at, wow. My name's next to it on the computer. Look Ooh. at that. That's the issue. Is yeah. when when that when that uh, agent is strictly just using that seller's listing to be able to get more sellers or buyers for themselves. Ooh, yeah. some trickery. Some trickery. 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 Wow. Yeah, exactly. So wow. it's never going to sell. They don't really care. They're not going to respond to you very quickly. They know once they give you any real information, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. But so they both- have that listing, which means it's on the market, and the seller thinks something's being done. And another seller approaches them and they say, yeah, I got this building for 12 million up in Concord. No big deal. Here's a 6 million. It's a walk in the park. Sell those all the time. Right. So, so, but why not at least cultivate potential like buyers? Like, oh, you know what? That's a lot of work. I'll tell you, like, I don't, I don't really think that this one's happening for less than like 15 million. And if you want to put an offer, like, that's cool. But I, I do know, like, if you're interested in something like this, like mm-hmm. I know a couple other properties, can I send you something? Mm-hmm. Right. Or can I put you on a list when something similar to what you're looking for comes up? But no, it's like, do you have the leases or the a rent roll or can you give me anything? Well, it's owner occupied and it will be vacant. You're on mute. Do the math then, you know, give me, give me, give me the expenses. What give did they something. pay last year for water? Me, what, like what's hydro, a rent gas. next door or something? Yeah, insurance, like, something. No, but Tell it's, it's, it's a snow removal contract. Anything, anything, TK. Did you do the roof in the last 10 years? Like, give me something. But I'm, yeah. I, and I'm not kidding. Like the list of listings contacted is quite long, right? Mm. And I, anyways, I could go on like this, complaining about realtors forever, TK, but I shouldn't have to. I should be surrounded by like people that are just doing such a great job because it, it it's such an expensive asset and it's so mm. important in Canada, right? For everybody. It's all anybody talks about. And we got all these fucking idiots running around fucking the whole thing up Speaking who don't know what they're idiots, selling. If anybody, okay wants to troll us because you know you just you hear us every week and you're like man these guys they're just pumpers and what do they know and so and so is better and this guy here knows more and that's fine and you're you're probably right um daryl anytime we are going to be alone may or may not post a link to join our great podcast yes um on his twitter so one Mm. follow daryl on twitter two watch for the link and click on it and you can then join in the show and uh, scream obscenities or have a you know ras- rational, reasonable conversation with us about real estate. Um, yeah. But it might be out there. Watch for so it. So look out for it. And if you haven't liked, commented, and subscribed, now's a good time to do that too. This is your last opportunity. No, it's not. 